بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم الحمد للہ رب العالمین وصلاۃ وسلام علیہ اشرف المبیا بالمرسلین محمد رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم وسلم تسلیماً کثیراً کثیرا اما بادو ماں بردر سسٹرز وین آئی واز اباؤٹ فورٹین آئی لیوڈ ان اے سٹی کال حیدرآباد ان انڈیا اینڈ حیدرآباد واز دی کیپٹل سٹی آف دا کنگڈم آف گولکونڈا and golconda was known and very famous because golconda was the only place which had a diamond mine in the world there were no diamonds anywhere in the world they were mined only in golconda in uh, in india it was only much much later that uh, some alluvial diamonds were found here in america where they used to pan for them and then we had the diamond mines in South Africa and Kimberley and so on, uh, which came many, many years later. But for centuries, Golconda was the diamond capital of the world. It was the only place. The famous Kohinoor diamond, which we all talk about, was mined in Golconda, in the mines. Now, I used to go to a place which was about four or five miles from my house. I would walk, it was up a hill. I would climb up on top. And there were huge rocks and I would climb up on top of those rocks and I would sit there and from where I used to sit, I could see the Golconda Fort. And right on top of the fort is a building called the Bala Hisar, where the king, the Golconda king used to sit there and they say that he used to have singing girls and whatnot, you know, his moments of joy. And I still remember, today is more than 50 years later, the conversation I would have with myself in my head. And my conversation with, with myself was that this rock on which I am sitting, if this rock had a voice and if this rock could speak, what would it tell me? And then I would answer on behalf of the rock. And I would say to myself that this rock would tell me, that little boy look over there at that fort and look on top at the Bala Hisar palace. There was a time 400 years before that day when there was a king who would sit there and that king would look all around him and that king would say that all of this belongs to me. And that king would feel that this world runs because of me. that there is nobody more important than me, than I am in this world. And I, the rock, am now laughing at this king, because where is that king now? Where is that king? His fortress is a ruin, and the king is no more, long gone. Golconda was so famous that there are actually two cities in America, which are called Golconda, one in Nevada and one in Illinois. Illinois. They're called Golconda because they used to go for mining and so on from there. And the, the name was so famous that imagine, imagine this was named when you're talking about the 16th century or something or 17th century. The reason I'm saying that is because this morning somebody sent in my LinkedIn feed. I'm only on two social media and both of those are 
my official accounts, my company account. One is LinkedIn, one is uh, Twitter. Otherwise, I'm not on any social media. But someone posted something on that, and they said that Elon Musk, his net worth now is $300 billion, which makes him the richest human being ever to exist on this planet. And the man did a, the one who posted that, he made a little calculation. He said that human beings are supposed to have existed for 200,000 years. And if there was a man who was earning $1 million a year salary in year one, 200,000 years later, he would still be a hundred billion short of Elon Musk. Now, when I read that, I sort of laughed because I remember that's, that's the benefit of reading history. I remember reading the history of the Mughals. And one anecdote, they said that when Jahangir, the Emperor Jahangir, when he took over from his father Akbar in Agra Fort, the treasurer took him to see the treasure. And the historian writes that when Jahangir entered the treasure house, he was astounded because what he encountered, as soon as he came in, he saw sacks. And they said the sacks were about three feet high. So it's huge, like this. Sacks of rubies graded by color and size. Sacks of them. You're not talking about one ruby in a, in a pendant on a, on a... You're talking about sacks of rubies graded by color and size. And that was only one part of it. And there were emeralds, and there were diamonds, and there were pearls, and so on and so on. So Jahangir was very impressed. And he said to his, uh, his khazanchi, he said to his uh, treasurer, he said, we, this is all mine? The man laughed. He said, your majesty, this is only a small part of it. He said, we have a much bigger stock in Delhi, and we have a bigger stock than that in Lahore. Now, I bet all of that was a lot more than 300 billion, believe me. Now, why am I saying, telling you all these stories? Because that which we talk about takes root in our heart and gains magnificence and gains magnitude and it colors our perception and it gives us things to aim for. Those of you who were in my last Friday's class, if you recall, I asked a question to all the young people there, young people and old people. My question was, name for me three global leaders. Three global leaders. I didn't say living, dead, whatnot, whatnot. Three global leaders. Now, this is a class happening in a masjid. 100% Muslims. All those kids have had some level of Islamic education. Not one said Muhammad or Rasulullah What did they say? Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos, Bill Gates. Three global leaders. Now, how did that happen? I'm not blaming those kids. I'm not blaming anybody, but I'm just asking a question. How does it happen? It happens because we have done it to ourselves. What you constantly keep talking about 
is what grows. You constantly talk about money, you constantly talk about cars, you constantly talk about so-and-so's house. In America, is among the many mistakes of the American English language is the, is the confusion between home and house. You say, I bought a home. You never buy a home. You buy a house and you make it a home by what you do in it. This is a home worth a million dollars. No, it's not. It's not. It's a house worth a million dollars. It's, it's brick and mortar and it's wood and steel. It's not a home. A home is where there is love and where there is affection, where there is respect and where there is the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Where there are dreams and where those dreams are achieved. And where people stand in the night and weep before Allah. That is a home. Not a piece of mud and brick which you buy and sell. But then if you have a culture which says what is the net worth of so and so and that net worth is expressed in dollars, what else do you expect? This was the switch that Sayyidi wa Habibi, Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this was the switch that he made in the minds of people where he changed the concept of net worth from Abu Lahab to Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu. Net worth. The net worth of Abu Lahab was expressed in dollars and cents. The net worth of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was expressed in his connection with ta'aluq with Allah Jalla Jalalu. Eh? We demean ourselves. We insult ourselves. We degrade ourselves when we express our net worth in terms of money. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He created us and He said I created you in the best of form and you want to put a dollar value on that? Are we, are, we, are we commodities for sale that somebody can buy and sell? Now when we have those kinds of conversations at home, we result in children whose idea of global leaders is Jeff Bezos. The man could not differentiate between right and wrong. He could not differentiate between being faithful and being unfaithful. Who cares what his net worth is? But this is a, these are the role models. These are the people that we want, we aspire to be like. And if that is the case, then who will aspire to be like Muhammad Rasulullah Who will aspire to be like Abu Bakr and Omar and Uthman and Ali and Sa'ad bin Mu'ad and Sa'ad bin Jabal Mu'ad bin Jabal and Khadija and Fatima Radiallahu anhu ajma'een. Who will aspire to be like them? My brothers and sisters, this is, a, this is such a serious matter, believe me. Please don't take this lightly. If you are going to spend all your time earning money, 
And if you think that your children are going to be brought up, if you, if you dump them in Sunday school or you dump them in something or you throw enough money at, uh, you know, some school or something and the children will somehow become great, uh, you know, wonderful creatures, they will not. They will not. It has to be in the home and you have to do that. There is no teacher, no sheikh, no murshid, no nobody who can do your job. All of those are supports. A good school, a, a good masjid, a good atmosphere. These are all supports. They can never, never, never substitute for the mother and the father. The mother and the father and I am saying both mother and father have to both do their job. And it begins with what is in the hearts of those children. What you put in the heart of those children is what will be in their hearts. Believe me. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to see the reality of what we are facing because we are going to go before Allah and there we don't want to stand there and be questioned about this. I was so shocked. You won't believe this. Completely. I mean, I, I, that was the last thing in the world I expected to hear. I think, I thought at least somebody, you know, out of uh, political correctness or something, somebody would say, not one. Okay, so they were honest, but the point, fact of the matter is that this is what our reality is. And this is the reality of those who are coming to the masjid. Imagine those who don't even come. Now these are your sadaqatul jariya. What sadaqah is this? I ask Allah Jalla Jalalhu to open our hearts and to open our minds to the haq. I ask Allah to fill your hearts with his khashya and to make you mutawakkilun. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Jalla Jalalhu to enable you to see your priorities correctly and then transfer that into the hearts and minds of your children. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect you from all evil that you know and that you don't know. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect your children and to make them a true source of sadaqah for you, sadaqatul jariya for you, long after you are gone.